Live from the summit in Scottsdale, Arizona, the core presents Sales Training Boot Camp with Lisa Wells and Stuart Sadler. Today's topic, mail, call, and visit your way to more leads. Okay, this is a big room. Who needs more leads? We all do. That's why you're here. So this class is how to mail, call, visit your way to more leads. So I'll get a show of hands, and mine will both be up. But how many of us got a little bit COVID lazy with what we did, how we did things? Michael, you say no. I'm your coach. I say yes. Um, in the past year and a half. So this is a massive opportunity for us to really look at every section of mail call visit and really reboot. And so I hope you guys have your pens ready because we're going to be super tactic heavy and we'll have time, we'll have breaks, but really Stuart and I are just going to talk about what we do, what our best tactics are, and they can be from the most basic to Stuart has like crazy things that I didn't even know existed to do. So he's going to talk about those. And I am so lucky to get to teach with Stuart. I've not taught with him before. And I asked a student of yours at lunch, what is the coolest thing about Stuart? Because I don't know Stuart all that well. And here's what she said. She said he is the most dialed in, most process-oriented, efficient person. And his teachings this semester have changed my life. And I was like, I paid her well, though. Dang. I don't know if people would say that about me. And, um, and then I'll throw my two cents in. So George Bulldogs are ranked number one in football. Oh, Hallelujah. Braves. Braves just yeah, won. Absolutely. First time since 95 they won a World Series. He's very excited about that. He's a big sports guy. So very fun to teach with Stuart. Okay. So let's kick it right off with our first spot of how are we going to do this which is mail. And I want to make sure that we cover what you guys want to, want to get out of this class. So if we share a couple of tactics about how to mail, what to mail, how to execute it. Who does it? Who does it? When do you do it? See, yeah, yeah. it's like my yin and yang. I love it. Uh, yes. Anything else? Uh, okay. And by the way, like super excited to teach with Lisa. She was one of the first people I met at my first summit, and she scared the yeah. That's the, my job. The cuss word out of me. But like, I love hearing Rick say that she's the most tactical loan officer out there. Because for me, if you've ever coached with me, I, that's what I want is tactics we can implement, how to do it, when to do it. And I think sometimes when we learn concepts at a high level, they sound cool, but we just want to really drill down to the basic of basics. And I want you guys to leave here with two or three things you can implement immediately, whether it's you or your team, because Lisa hit the nail on the head. Like we've all got rewarded for bad habits the last two years. Mm. And I haven't been doing some of the basics as well as I should have. And we're already starting to feel it, right? Leads are down a little bit. Contracts are down. Refis are going to be gone. We're still going to have an inventory issue. So the reason this room is going to continue to do well is we're going to get back to doing the basics really well every time without fail and have a system around it so we know it's going to happen. That was awesome. Um, all right. So we're going to cover mail. How many of you guys send out? And, and when we talk about mail, just know it's going to include um, email, social, all that kind of stuff. So mail. How many of you guys currently mail snail mail once a month to your past clients? Very good. How many of you do snail mail to your realtors? 
Okay. How many of you do mail to your PQs? Ooh, I stumped you. Okay. How many of you do um, stuff to your VIPs? Okay, cool. Lots of room for improvement. Okay. So I'm going to share a couple of things that I do for mail, and then Stuart will pop in. Yep. We'll do, give you some time to pick out one of your best things, and we'll move on. Sound good? Yes. We're very interactive here, so if I don't get responses back for you, then I'll act really weird, and it'll just go bad. Okay. Number one, one of my best systems that I do for mail is an e-newsletter that I do once a month to past clients. I do it to realtors. I do it to VIPs and I do it to PQs. And the reason that I say it's my best one for mailing is because I take pieces of that e-newsletter and then do snail mail. So one thing that you'll find with me, we will do one piece of work and then we'll splice it to use it a lot of different ways so we're never reinventing the wheel. That's how we stay efficient, okay? So if you guys wanna go to page 152 in the book, you're going to see a couple of examples of um, letters of the heart and a team letter that we do every single year. There wasn't an example of an e-newsletter in there, but that's okay. I think we can only do so many things. So here's what my e-newsletter is. It is, uh, I got a section called Lisa's Corner. And that is something where I share a little bit personally. What I'm working on, what I'm learning, um, maybe a hard lesson I learned, something personal that's going on. Um, one of the last one I just wrote about, uh, I've, I've written about the George Floyd thing because my husband is a Minneapolis police officer or was, and he's black. So some of our conversations at our dinner table about that. I have written in that category about um, how my, my daughter said she's sad and how I didn't know how to deal with that. I've written lots of really meaningful things. And it's because it's my way for people to get to know me. You know, we all have things that we're learning or challenges, but if you don't share them, people don't feel connected to you. And this is my way every month to write something that connects me with my audience. Okay? The net, there's other parts of the e-newsletter for the VIPs. I always share a great podcast that I'm listening to. Um, I share a business tip in there via video. For the realtors, I share what rates are doing. I give them, you know, talking points about what's happening in the market via video, like the Zillow thing. Why did Zillow really quit doing this? Um, for my PQs, I give them an article of the month talking about why it's okay that interest rates are at three and a quarter and not at two and three quarters. Um, I give them uh, programs that are coming in, coming out, everything via that e-newsletter. Then, once a quarter, I'll take a Lisa's Corner, and that will then serve as my letter of the heart. I will mail that out to all of my past clients and my realtors. Because when I'm doing the e-newsletter, believe it or not, not everyone sees it. So I repurpose those um, parts of that e-newsletter via snail mail. I don't have to rewrite something. I don't have to come up with something. It just goes out via snail mail once a quarter. Stuart. Anyone else interested in implementing this? Because I'm getting ready to dig down into the how with her. Like how often she's writing it, who does it, what forums she sends cool. it out in. Like, yeah, I want yeah. to know we'll how. We'll answer questions at the end. So number one, I write it. <laughs> and it is something that I write 
Um, it's in my language, but it has to come from me. Um, I do the realtor and the past client. They are the first week of every single month. The PQ and the VIP are the second week of every single month. So literally the weekend before, I'll think about what I'm writing. And honestly, the e-newsletter is a template, so I just kind of fill things in. But I think about what I'm going to write. I usually write it on the weekend. And then by Tuesday, I, I have written it. Someone else on the team has spot-checked it put it into the template, and then we send it out Wednesday evenings is when we send out that one. Okay. And, and it's every week? Once or a month. Once a month. Yep. Or and to the past clients. And keep in mind, the audiences, even though the format's similar, I tweak a little bit for the audiences because what my realtors care about is not the same as what my clients care about. And I tweak it because there's also a video in the e-newsletter. So the video is kind of more what their important needs are, okay? Because okay. my past clients, what are they caring about? They're caring about, is my house going up in value? Um, what is happening with the market? What things should I be doing to fix my house and keep the value, right? They don't care about interest rates as much, okay? So that's how I do it. I usually will think about it over the weekend, write it sometime over the weekend, Monday, and then really one of my team members puts it all into the template, goes out Wednesday night via MailChimp. MailChimp, that was my name. That's right. how we do it, yep. Okay. okay, and everyone is slightly different. The content you're moving around, so yeah. you're not really writing four newsletters. You're writing 80% content and then just plugging in different pieces for yep. the different groups. Yeah, because sometimes the Lisa's Corner, like that one for what I wrote this month, was quite personal. And so that went to realtors and past clients because they know me the most. It also actually went to my VIPs because they know me the most too. But the PQs, I wrote something a little different. I wrote about how I'm coming to the end of the year and it's a reflective time and a, a life well lived and what does that look like. So wasn't quite as personal, but still something to make you think. And more me. Does that make sense? And the video just reiterates what's in the letter or is that more of a personal No, nope, the message? video, so in the newsletter, um, the video in the PQ newsletter is question of the week. So what is a question that we're getting all the time from our clients that are pre-approved? It might be, why do I have MI? Why is it monthly versus single pay? Something like that. For the realtor, the video is talking points about something or something that we've had like, ooh, we really need to tell realtors not to do this because it's messing up our stuff. So that video goes out in the realtor one. The past client is um, like the most recent one was, did you miss the boat on refinancing? No, you didn't. Here's why. You might have student loan debt. You might have a home equity line of credit with increasing rates, consolidate, whatever it is. And then um, the VIP one, always a business tip. Always a business tip. Something that I learned, um, uh, something about a habit. You know, John Maxwell, I got this from Dan, who's in the back of the room. Um, the... Uh, seven Habits of Highly Effective People. There's a card deck for 300 and, or no, 52 weeks. The VIPs will get one of those card deck business tips. So those are the videos. And Lisa, that's huge, right? So what I'm focused on right now, and I think we all should be before, for leads, like Rick said, Hoover plants the most seeds gets the most fruit. So I'm just looking for ways to touch my clients in my database in an impactful way. So I like that everything you're doing is hitting that group. Because right now I don't have my VIPs enough. 
My PQs aren't getting any type of newsletters. So it's just an additional thing that you can automate just to get out in front of more people. And the big thing I've been focused on is I want to, if I'm reaching out, I wanted to have content and value, right? Like we will all make a bunch of calls and we have to make calls, but if we're, and we'll get into that section later, but what can we do that actually gives them something that hopefully they forward on, right? Like anything I do in the mail, I want them to save, share, or send it out there, especially with any of the email newsletters. So just getting content that maybe the realtors can share with their database, right? Yeah. Yes. So the other thing, super important, thank you cards, gratitude cards. How many of you guys write thank you cards every single week? It's on your greatness tracker. If you're doing your homework and doing a full greatness tracker, you send out 20, right? Okay. Do you struggle with the thank you cards? Yes. yes. Why? Okay. So um, I, I had a gentleman, uh, I, he did a seminar for me. His name is John Israel. He did a book called The Mr. Thank You Project. And I was so moved when I saw this guy talk because I signed up for listening to him because he said how to write a meaningful thank you card. And I was like, I need to know how to write a meaningful thank you card. I have to write like 20 a week. And mine are like, thanks a bunch. You know, like the same every single time. So you guys should go out. It's, he's got YouTube stuff. I think our stuff, his interview with me is on our YouTube channel. You guys should go out and watch that because it will change how you write thank you cards. And John Israel, the Mr. Thank You Project. He also has a book. It was my book of the year last year. I'll explain that later. Okay. Um, so he taught us how to write a good thank you card. And it's really, how do you think about the recipient and what are their struggles? How do they win and tackle those in your thank you card? So all of us have to really learn to write good thank you cards and to not say the same thing every single time. One thing that we implemented, and this is kind of one of my bigger tips if you guys don't do this, is one of my ways to bridge the gap on my team with my referral partners and that, with clients is then I made my team members, it's mandatory for them to write two gratitude or thank you cards every single week to a client or a realtor. Every single week. Everybody write that down. Like, we think about doing thank you cards, but I, until, like, I always think I have great ideas, and every now and then I'm like, how didn't I think of this? 60 days ago, my team has to write, LP1 has to write it after every app. LP2 has to write it after every intake contract, and they've got to thank the client and say, I'm going to be working with you. Because not only are they getting a thank you card for me now, they're getting it from the team, yeah. and it's just getting them more dialed in and another touch. And, and here's the craziest thing. Like, my LP1 wrote one to a realtor, and the realtor wrote me a thank you card because she loved the LP1's card, and it was her love language, and our referrals went up exponentially. Yes. So I know we're all looking for the magic pill, the magic bullet, whatever. I, I'm, trust me, I'm signing up. But some of these things that we're telling you, they are little things, but the impact is immense. So don't think that you have to have something like, ah, you don't. You have to have something that adds value, is meaningful, and makes people feel on some of these things, okay? But all of the stuff you're hearing from us, whether it's the thank you cards or the e-newsletter, none of this works if you don't put it in your schedule. So if you're not doing it, it's got to be in there, and you got to know when you're doing it, how you're doing it, who's doing it. So for your 20 thank you cards, how do you handle that so you make sure you get them out every week? Uh, good question. God, he's a good tier upper. Okay, so when I, I still do all of my own PQ appointments, 
So when I get their file, I do a Zoom call. The thank you card is already written or already in there and addressed. I just have to write it out, put it in the envelope, and I give it back to them and they mail it out. There's also, I have stationery. One of my requirements is I have to write five gratitude cards. So like just someone who had impact or maybe it was a past client that called and we just had a great conversation. I will then write five think or a, a gratitude card to them. Not necessarily a thank you, but just I'm lucky to have you as a past client. I am lucky that I loved our conversation. I rarely get great conversations like that from past clients and thank you. It really made a difference in my day. Just something like that. So I get five of those on my desk every single Monday. They have to be gone by the end of the week. Yep. And when we do, I have scorecards. This is a whole nother situation, but that is on our scorecard. So if I miss that, I spin a wheel of like cleaning out the fridge or sanitizing the handles or something. So it's, it's measured and it's done. And there's a system process and trigger for every part of it, right? Mm -hmm. On Monday, you're going to have five gratitude cards. You know you've got to write yep. When you get your loan application that you do day-to-day, -day, it's in there it's ready in to there go. And that's the difference, right? Because when I first started writing thank you cards, I didn't have a system around it. And <clears> like Monday, you miss it. And you're like, I'm going to write them on Tuesday, Wednesday. I don't know about you guys. More than two, and my hand does something like this. So like I've got to have a way that I'm not trying to just make them all up on Friday. So yep. I want to get to where it's very systematized. That It's just a trigger, right? Yep. Anything we do, if something can trigger us to do the next step, it just happens it becomes a habit and we don't think about it anymore exactly um, other things gifting so gifting this is stuff that we're sending out so currently here's what we do for gifting we have like a 10-step follow-up plan once the clients are approved there's a couple of videos um, there's a David Bach financial book that we send out um, there's a couple of uh, little uh, swag bag type things that we send out. Those are the gifts when they're pre-approved. Once they go under contract, we send a moving uh, box. So this is tape, uh, kids moving books, uh, list utilities, that kind of thing. Those are things that we mail to clients. Then when we are done with their file, then we send out a closing gift. So we basically will send out an email two weeks after closing, and they have three different options of which to choose their gift. Now, this is new for us because we used to just pick a gift of the year and send it out. But what did I find with some of those gifts? Any ideas? Yeah, so I'm sending past clients. They weren't in, they they didn't like them, number one, right? Or what else? Didn't use them, wasn't personalized, right? And so what I found was I'm spending a lot of money on sending stuff out where people don't want it. So what I'm finding now is when we send out the email and they can pick three different things. One is like pizza on your moving day because now everybody moves different days. So pizza then it's a household item. And then the last one is, uh, oh, the last one is a toolbox, little toolkit. Okay. So they get to pick from those three. What am I finding in the last couple months of us doing this? What do you think? Pizza. Loves pizza. Almost everybody loves the pizza, which is excellent because it's the cheapest item. Yep. And what else? No, but I wish that would happen. <laughs> yeah, that's another class. No, but here's the other thing. 25% of the people say, oh, thank you so much for the offer. We're good. 
We appreciate you so much. Oh, wow. Hello. Ching, ching. I just saved a bunch of money. Uh, me. <laughs> my team. Oh, yes. Yeah. So I have one person who's my LP1 admin, and she manages it all. So we do the gift certificates for Domino's Pizza. And if they, uh, we usually will just send them the gift certificate so they can do, order it. The other one, she orders, you know, kind of the items in bulk, and then she'll send them out if they pick that one. And then the toolkit, same thing. She orders them in bulk and then executes and sends them out. Yeah, and we do something similar. So thank you card with lottery ticket to the referral and the referral source immediately. Once they get pre-approved, we're actually doing Monopoly now because I like Monopoly as their pre-approval gift. And the marketing oh, team writes cool. something like, let's make money with real estate or whatever it is because Monopoly is super fun. Um, once my LP2 does the intake, they send a thank you card with a thanks a latte, $5 branded Starbucks gift card. We do a custom cutting board, and I actually do the cutting board as soon as they go to underwriting. And we do, if we have a fallout, I might have to pay for an extra one, but they get it before closing, delivered to their house. And that seems to be one of those little wow factors. Like Ooh. they just call me, they're like, what, what's this package on my front door? Like, right should I open it? Right before the survey comes out. Yeah, and it's branded on the back with our logo and the agent's logo. Nice. And then, oh, oh. Did you guys hear that? He brushed over it like it was yesterday's news. Did you guys hear that? Co-branded. Yes. One thing I didn't mention, when I do the moving box, me and the referring realtor, are both of our branding labels are in there. The agents do not have the bandwidth. It's a really simple touch, and it goes a long way for you being an extension of their team. Okay, keep going. Awesome. Then we've, all, we've done the um, pizza the last two years, but it goes to the client with the agent CC'd. And it says, Rachel and I, or, you know, whoever and I would love to send you a pizza. And we do the gift card because I tried to order the pizza. And I had two customers mad because the pizza didn't get delivered from Papa John's in yeah. somewhere in Georgia. I'm like, they're calling me on the weekend. They're like, where's my pizza? I'm like, <laughs> have no idea. So don't try to do that. Just send them the gift card. They always love it. And again, guys, any gift thing I do to the client, I'm trying to edify my agent. So, like, I, best thing in the world is when my agent calls me and goes, hey, we sent them something. They're really happy about it. Can you call and tell me what it is? I'm like, call them back. You sent them a really cool cutting board. And the cutting board for that. us, like, I love the idea of three different ideas. I have to go super simple. My wife received a cutting board with her name on it. It's still in my kitchen, and she loves it. So everyone gets a cutting board with their name on it. We have a company. I think they do them for, like, 38 or $39. They go out to the client, and they seem to really enjoy it. So just making sure the consistency of it. And for me, as my assistant, as soon as she sees it submitted to underwriting, is going out the door. And I'll have a client that says, hey, I got turned down. I'm so sorry. You don't have to buy me the next cutting board. And I was like, if you come back to me, you can get two cutting boards if you want to. I'm okay with that. Okay. Any questions on what we mail, how we email, how we do gifts, how we do gratitude cards or thank you cards? And then we're going to do some table work because I'm going to make sure that you guys are going to write down one. You're going to do for sure. Okay? Go. Um, so you're writing sure. stuff. So past clients, realtors, VIPs, TQs, you're spending like one week for writing the article so that it's all ready to go out once a month. Um, I don't spend that much time. I, I probably spend maybe two hours. Right. Yep. Well, no, I do two, probably two hours I spend, and then I do the next two, which are VIP and PQ. I'll spend about two hours on each. I don't spend that much time. If you, I think about it, 
I blab out what I say. I have someone else read it and go, not so, whatever, or it's good. Out it goes. Don't overthink it. And don't think it has to be as perfect as Lisa's. I'm assuming she spends two hours and writes a really good one. Mine's not going to be that good, but I'm going to do it. And I'll get better each time that I do it. As long as I'm trying to help someone and getting out content, it's just getting the yes. habit in place. And it's just like when you first start doing your videos, right? What do I write about now? Like every time that my videos come up, I've got seven ideas in my head already. I just got to pick one and run with it. So the more you do it, the easier it will get. So it's once a month. For each of them. Okay. Exactly. No. Excellent question. How do I make sure all the gifting is happening and it's being accountable? So part of my metrics, I remember at this time, <laughs> part of my metrics, every single week my LP1 turns in a checklist as part of her accountability. And I know every birthday card that went out. I know every thank you card that the team wrote. I know every gift that went out to who and for what. Okay. What does that look like? Uh, a piece of paper with the stuff written on it. <laughs> she just literally what she yeah. did. Yeah, literally. Because sometimes, guess what will happen? We'll send stuff. I'll have no idea. And then people will call me and I'll be, I don't want to be caught off guard. So I always just have it. Yeah. It's easy. Yeah. Sort of just on the, the co-branding on, let's say, the cutting boards, is that uh, regardless of how strong the control partner is? Or do you have a certain kind of cutoff like you can use no, all it is is an extra, like they're just engraving their uh, logo on it. So we just got a logo library of all the agents. So it's not a really extra cost to put it on there and have it come from them, too. So I don't care whether you close one or 20. If I make you look good, you're going to probably want to refer me close more. more. What do you use and when do you have to order? It's about a two-week ship date, and that's why I like when it, as soon as it goes into underwriting because we have plenty of time to get it to them. And there's delays every now and then, so I'll find out. And then it'll go to the old address when it should have went to the new. But after you get it dialed in, it's pretty easy. And I really do think the wow factor is them getting it right before closing, right? Instead of everyone does the closing gift afterwards. So I just like the timing of it, too. Uh, if somebody emails the concierge, I'll get the company. My assistant found somebody, and they're, they're doing a really good job. Yeah, MRC with Fox, we bought a Glowforge so we could, because there was problems. So we bought a Glowforge so we could do that um, and control it better. So you can get a Glowforge is like... Forty-five hundred bucks, but we like we have somebody running it all. Yes. Gavin's a big baller. Yes, <laughs> worth it. Yes. So, the, oh, I am for sure. But the original question was: is just how do you execute it? What's the timing? About two weeks lead time. Does it cost anything extra to add minor? Right. Absolutely. Okay. And we're gonna have to go to the next section. Yep. So. Hold on. We'll do some table work because we want to write down what is one thing you are going to do for sure. Share it at your table. If there's anything we didn't mention, enlighten us. That's what we're here for, too. Absolutely. And while you're writing out this table, we're going over it right now. Make sure you're doing your EOSs and Letter of the Hearts. Um, I got this from Josh Sigmund. Um, Reaching Neighbors is who we use. They've already got the template set up. Super easy to plug in. The Evidence of success? Yeah. Oh, Reaching Neighbors. Yeah. Yep. It's a mailing house where you can just send them. I mean, I'm sure Josh, Josh has got 12 months of EOSs already keyed up for 2022, all ready to go. Yes. 
Yep. And, and what I personally do, I do uh, EOS January, EOS February, letter of the heart, March. So it ends up being eight uh, evidence of success and four letters of the heart for me is how I structure it. We already have the evidence of success done by the time the year starts. Letter of the heart, I try to do those more like with what's going on right then. But it's, again, systemized and ready to go. So you do two, one, two, you just alternate. That's how I personally do it, yes. Stuart's very emotional, so he gets less letter of the heart. Yes, I am. I am. Um, for me, yes, only because like it goes to so many of my past clients and here's the, so here's little nuggets too that I didn't share, but when I send those out, sometimes because I'm a chicken caller, I will look at who's looking as a realtor. I will look at who's reading my e-newsletters and that will be my list for the next week to call. Okay, because it suddenly is a warm call if they're already reading what I'm sending. Same Make thing sense? with your videos. Like who's watching yeah. your videos? Yeah, who's watching your videos? Yes, and and a lot of times too, I just sent out like I just sent one out last month to realtors, and it was about my daughter feeling sad and you know all this kind of stuff, and I was like, what the heck? You have a perfect life in my opinion, but I understand. You're 16. So it was very personal to me, and the amount of people that reached out and said. Oh my gosh, I have this. Oh my gosh, this is timely sharing. Oh my gosh, I'm going through the same thing. That connection is what makes people go, she's a real human. I want to work with her or I want to talk to her. Make sense? Cool. Okay. Do the table work. Share at your table. What's the best thing that you're going to do for sure? You'll have two minutes. Okay, so for anyone who wants to see any of the newsletter, e-newsletters that I do, PQ, VIP, past client, whatever, we'll um, make sure that the concierge have those, and you can just email, and we'll make sure that all of you get it. What happens is all of you will ask to be put on that list, and then three years later, like, you're still on the list, and I'm like, <laughs> some of you probably are. I think you are, right, hon? Oh, okay. See? That's what happens. Okay. Best ID you, over here. Yep. How many? Oh, go ahead. Gavin, pay attention. Uh, best idea newsletter was one, right? And also being able to stock who's opening it and using it. Ooh, trickery. Best best uh, idea that you're going to implement here? The, Eddie. The team doing the thank you cards. Love it. That's a good one. Plus, it really bridges the gap because it's from them. So now the realtors go, oh, like, that was really nice. They feel more connected, and they call them. That's the whole point. Who's over here? Pickman. Patrick. Um, the uh, Monopoly. Oh, good. We're keeping score. I think that's two for me and one for our guy. Keep going. <laughs> oh, gosh. We're not competitive. <laughs> Next. Yeah, Michael Church is going to buy us all glow torches for Nice. I don't even know what that is. I'm assuming it's like make your own cutting board? Yeah, Nut job. Okay. Awesome. Middle? Middle table, best idea? Reaching neighbors. Cool. Automating it. Doing it for a whole year. Awesome. This group? I'm looking at you. All the way back. I can't even see you, so don't be afraid if I'm like looking at you. I really can't see you. I brought my glass case, but not my glasses. So, <laughs> go ahead. Love it. 
Back there, way back there. Yep, Dan Keller. Co-branding everything you can. Awesome. Next table. I think we got them all done. Gratitude cards. Gratitude cards. Awesome. All right. I, did we miss this one? Go ahead. Give, your, give us yours. Reaching Neighbors is a mailing house. Yes. So basically, they'll take your stuff, put it on a nice card, send it out. You send them an Excel spreadsheet. They right? work with a lot of people from the core. Yeah. So they've got the templates built. They, they know what the postcard should look like. So you don't have to spend any time marketing. You can plug your content in and go. Okay. Reaching Neighbors. Okay, we've covered mail. Now we're going to go into calls. Yes. How many of you guys are like me, like chicken callers? Like, I need a reason. I need, like, I literally say to myself before every call, I am saving. I am not selling. Because I am saving that realtor from the next horrible mortgage person that's going to call them and do a crappy job. I am saving that client from the next horrible um, I can't even say mortgage companies anymore because I feel like I'm going to offend somebody, but some other automated chat bot that's going to put them down a bad path. So I always have to say I'm saving, not selling. So calling is not my forte, but it's Stuart's. It is. We're fine. so lucky. Go ahead. Take it away. So my big thing this year was like, I've always made the calls. And how many, how many times have you made the, how'd you do this weekend? Mm. Did you work or play? Like, oh my goodness, I'm just tired of not having value when I call. So I've just been looking for ways to, because I always look at it like if an insurance agent called on me every week, and was like, hey, Stuart, how are you? Like, I'm never calling that guy back. Like, he's going on, like, block call at some point. If that same guy calls me and says, hey, I'm doing an event next week, there's going to be two agents there that you should probably meet. Do you want to come by? Hey, I work with this other mortgage company that they had a really good idea. I thought I would share it with you. I'm calling that guy back every time. So I'm not saying you've got to call regardless, but if we can come up with better reasons to call, they're going to look forward to our call. We're going to provide more value. We're not going to interrupt our day because it's funny, right? Like most of us call Monday morning first thing. You think us asking how they went on the weekends high on their priority right now? I don't think it is. Like we have to stay in touch with them. But what I've done and... I don't think I have any original ideas. So this is originally Oleg's idea. And then Kevin Rudrud started doing it. He's one of my students. I grabbed it and have just ran with it. How many of you use phone burner? How many of you use the email capability and other capability out of phone burner? So a few of you guys. So the cool thing about phone burner is when you open up phone burner, if you're familiar with it, you, what is phone burner? Tell us what it is. It's an di automated dialing system. You load your database in, you say, I want to call this list. You hit go and it calls, it calls, it calls. Perfect. So it just goes through it. Before I forget though, I started with phone burner and then it stressed me out at one point because the default setting to phone burner is power dial. So as soon as it hangs up with Gavin, it's going to call Lisa. And I was like, I don't know what I'm talking to Lisa about. I don't even know who I'm talking to Lisa. Like, it freaked me out. When you pull and then you have to start over. burner on the main screen where it says power, you can say pause and review. Then it calls Gavin. It hangs up. It pops up Lisa's record. And I go, no, I just spoke to Lisa yesterday. She shouldn't have been in this list. Skip. Or I look and say, hey, I spoke to Lisa last week and she said she was going to a game. That's what I can talk to her about. So it just gives me time to actually have a good conversation. Because what I figured out with my personality, if I rush through it, I half-ass everything. It's not, I'm like, I call them and I want to, like, to build a relationship and I'm like trying to get them to hang up. Like, I, I just don't want to talk anymore. So not, not really purposeful. So I want to be in a better place. So when you're going into phone burner, do the pause and dial. 
The second thing is you can go in and set up the disposition. So the buttons right now will say interested, not interested, facts or whatnot. You can change those. And I'm using Oleg's um, account executive strategy to do that. So when I'm calling people, I either want to discuss new leads they've sent me. If they don't, haven't sent me any new leads, I want to go over any active pre-approvals that we have going with them. If I don't have any active pre-approvals, I'm going to have a go-to conversation. And this is the money one right here. And then if I don't have a go-to conversation and I have an event, I'm going to invite it to them. And if you go into my phone burner right now, you're going to see a button that says leads, pre-apps, go-to conversation, and invite. And I've got functionality built behind all of those. So if I call and Randall answers the phone and it's my go-to conversation day, I'm going to say, hey, Randall, did you know? Or So this is actual voicemail. When I'm pre-recording the voicemail, if I'm trying to call a lot of people, I've gotten pretty strategic. I'm going to say, hey, Randall, it's Stuart Sadler from Cornerstone Mortgage Group. You don't have to call me back. I've got a really good loan program I think your clients can use right now. I'm going to shoot you a quick email and video over. Please look at it and let me know if you have any clients we can help. And if you need to, please forward it out to someone else. When I hit the button, when the voicemail picks up, it drops that, and it sends an email that says the same thing with a video I've embedded in the email. Okay. Pause. <laughs> okay. Pause. Literally, yeah, pause. Okay. So what he is telling you guys is massively huge. The, like, the girl that, like, oohed and out of it, like, this is what changed her life. So, Stuart, how, when you change the dispositions, and these are just questions for me because I'm also making notes. Oh, absolutely. Um, new leads, pre-approval, go-to conversation, and invite to event. Do you already have a go-to conversation, like, recorded or in your mind that you're going to talk to them about? 100%. So what I do now, so I do call blocks. I have a team meeting from 9. My call blocks are 9.30 to 11. The first 10 minutes of my call block, I've already been, just like with your e-newsletter, I've been doing it long enough now. I'm constantly thinking, yep. what's my go-to conversation? It takes me less than a minute to record the voicemail. It takes me 30 seconds to write the email. I pop bomb bomb up and do my video. So I've already thought through what I'm going to talk about. The message has been recorded, the email's been set up, and the video's in it already. And I, I know the purpose of me calling every person. And when I call you, if I think I'm going to do the go-to conversation, I go, well, actually, I've got a lead. I've got the lead button. So I pivot on your record because I paused and reviewed it and said, I'm not going to do the go-to conversation with Lisa because I need to talk to her about the referral she sent me yesterday. And then that's my conversation there. Okay. So, and I'm just, because maybe you guys have these questions, but I'm, I'm a learner too. So, um, when you are doing the, like the new leads and you get their voicemail, so then do you have a pre-recorded voicemail for? I do not. So that's a okay. live voicemail. And what I've started doing there, okay. instead of saying, call me back, I'm just going to be in my lead tracker and I'm going to give them updates. Hey, Mary Smith's fully pre-approved. She's ready to go at 400K. Tom still hasn't got me his documents. I'll just give them a rundown. And then when I hit the leads button, it drops them an email that says, hey, I just left you a message with all the leads we're working on. If I miss anything or you need me for anything else, please call me back. But that email is pre-written. It is. So for any of the people that get the leads message they get that email correct and is there a video too uh on that one no video because i don't okay. I, and some of them i do and don't and play around with it but when you okay let me take a step back so when you build these buttons it, literally you just say build button and you name it and in the button you say link it to this email link it to this voicemail however you want to do it and i've even got it set up that if gavin's one of my best agents i don't want to leave him the pre-recorded voicemail that sounds generic right so I've got another button that's called Go To Conversation um, Live Voicemail. So I leave the live voicemail and say, hey, Gavin, it's Stuart. I was calling you about this. I'm going to shoot you a quick email. When I hit that button, it doesn't have the pre-recorded voicemail. It just has the email tied to it. 
so that you can leave live conversations and still, because where I was messing up before, even with invitations, if I call and invite someone to something, then I got to hang up. They never have the invite. I got to go to my email or email my assistant and tell them to invite it. Now my invitation, I leave a voicemail, pre-written email with the invitation link that goes out as soon as I hit the button and hang up. Okay. This is the key, guys. How many voicemails do y'all get called back on agents you're not in relationship with? Y'all maybe leave better voicemails than me, but they never, ever call me back. No. Ever. No matter. Unless they need something. On fire and my neighbor's sleeping with your husband. Please call me back. They still don't call me back. They, they just do not. They respond with this email nonstop and they forward this email to other people because it's easier for them to do like the email portion that ties into it. And you can't just email them, though, right? If I just email you, it's spam. If I left you a voicemail and then send you something that has value in email, all of that ties together and they just seem to respond. On the way here, my go-to conversation, I called 100 agents before I left on Monday. Agent, that's a listing agent, referred it to somebody trying to buy another one of her listings and I had the agent call me and said, hey, I need this program you just told Lisa about. Can you please call me back? And I know it's because of the email because she would have never got forwarded from a voicemail. Okay, and this, like when you do this, like you do it, and really, the video, the email, they go out in a matter of a push button. Oh, they do. Like so the efficiency of this is like, I mean, dudes, this is your magic pill. Uh, do you have more to say about this? Otherwise, we can take a couple of questions. Yeah, let's but. take questions here. The biggest thing, though, if you think about it, right, like you said, you, you have to convince yourself on why to call. If you've shot a video, if you've written the email, if you've thought about it, you're dialed into your conversation. Yep. And you know why you're going to call them. So it just makes the conversation a lot easier because you're just, you're ready. Okay, now we can take questions. That is just phenomenal. Chad. Is it fair to say you're making these calls, you're inviting them to a lunch and learn, and you leave the voicemail, right? And then you'll push the button that has your video embedded, inviting them to the lunch and learn with like an Inventbrite RSVP list in there. A hundred percent. And Chad, if I'm trying to invite a ton of people, I'm, I'm not, yeah, and I'm not even always doing the personal if I'm trying to get it out. If I want to make sure we need more people at my event, that's where I'm using the automated voicemail too. Hey, it's Stuart. I wanted to make sure you saw the Evite Tour happy hour next week. You don't need to call me back. I'm going to drop you a quick email with details right now. Call me if you need me. But Oh, yeah. Bomb bomb to embed the video. But here's what's awesome about that is you're getting them a couple different ways, right? They're hearing you. They're seeing it yes. rather than just one or just the other. Okay. Is there any connectivity with, like, a CRM that it's tracking those calls? It, it, all, it all links in. I'm getting Jungo implemented for, like, the third time. Maybe I'll use it this right. time. But I've been told that that all integrates, and I'll let you know next okay, time. Okay, so, so Jungo and um, the dialer. So when you make those calls, then you'd be able to see. It, it does, and I've seen Kevin Rudrud do it. Okay. Like, the way it's you open up Jungo, and then you can open up, open up phone burner through that, and then it pushes your log back over to Jungo. Okay. Do you have to rewrite the emails weekly so you keep them fresh? I, I do, and I rewrite the videos. And in my messages, I've actually got to where I'm more specific so I don't get lazy and do the same message as someone. So I'll say, like, happy Monday, and then Tuesday comes around, I'll go try to be lazy. I'm like, nope, can't use that when you said happy, happy Monday. Because I want it to be fresh, and I don't want to get to where you get the same automated voicemail from me. So I try to redo them. But it's just like anything else. The videos, when I first started doing it, literally would take me 15 or 20 minutes. Now I know I'm going to do it. I've already thought through it the week before. So when you sit down, if you're efficient, 10 minutes, you've got the, uh, the voicemail, the email, and the video recorded, and you're, you're calling. Stuart, so you, did you just say that you don't, like, for example, when you hang up the phone and the lead emails go to the realtor, that's not tied into a, 
to Jungo. That's not pulling in from Jungo or a CRM. You have in that daily team meeting that you're doing, you're getting a list of those lead updates to someone's preparing that and then sending that out after your email, so, I mean, after your voicemail? So, Robbie, what we do is I use Microsoft 365 for all my leads, and it's a shared spreadsheet. So I have three monitors. So my spreadsheets are up, my email is up, and my loan origination software. All I do is go in there and sort by your name. It pops up everything I've got with you is red, yellow, or green. Green's already closed. Red didn't qualify, and you already know. So it's okay. right from there. So it's just in front of me, and I'm doing the data there. I'm curious if you use it for Tuesday status updates, and if so, how? Absolutely. So um, so we're good. Let's move on to Tuesday. Okay. That's perfect. And just to take a Thank step you. back, a lot of you were in my greatness tracker class, but one thing I do slightly different, I've broken my, um, my status calls up to Monday and Tuesday. So if you look at my schedule, when I walk in on Monday, I have my 9 o'clock call. I'm at my 9 o'clock team meeting. At 9.30, I call the buyer's agent side of my pipeline. And the reason I do that is they're my most important people. If, they're, if they referred me the deal, they're my wells, and it gets me into my pipeline first thing. So I'm updating them and I'm checking in with them. That is 100% loaded in the phone burner. And the new little nugget I'm doing now is if I leave them a voicemail and say, hey, I just wanted to let you know everything's good with the Smith file, we're closing, I've also got a loan program you should probably know about. Mm. Then I'm popping them with my email and my video, too. So they got to update, and then they got a value-added thing on top of it. So then I do... Right now, my new plan is to call 100 agents on Monday and Tuesday, and if I've got 25 buyer's agents in my pipeline, that Monday afternoon, I call 25 more to get my 50, and a lot of that's my go-to conversation or my invite if I don't have leads or pre-approvals. Tuesday, 9 o'clock team meeting, 9.30 to 11 is the listing agent side of my pipeline. This was even before I figured out how to use the cool things. I love phone burner for the listing agent side of my pipeline because once I know I got a little bit of love from them at the end, does anyone else do the thing where they call them for four weeks, they you know connect, and then they close, and you don't follow up with them anymore? Yeah. No. Is that only me? Yeah. Okay. So in phone burner, I've got tags set up, and it says pipeline slash LA for listing agent. As soon as they gave me some love, I changed that to my top 40 as soon as it closes, and that pops into my Monday list, so it's in front of me every time. So that's who I'm calling. A lot of my I have 200 agents I'm chasing right now. Probably 60 of them came from listing agents that – Showed me enough love that I'm chasing them. Okay, did you guys get that? Yeah, instead of doing the Tuesday updates just on Tuesday, I just do the buyer's agent side on Monday and the listing agent side on Tuesday. I am. I sound like I own it. I just copied this from somebody like four weeks ago, and I got so excited about it because I've. <laughs> but, like, but this is how it works. Yes, I, I am a. Ask anybody that works for my company. Like, don't give him an idea; he'll swear it was his. I was like, just cause I, just cause I implement it better than you is not my fault. Who who else seems sounds like this is daunting? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Four weeks he learned. I mean, and he's doing it. So Guys, I'm going to do a video because this is so important to set up phone burner the way you need to. Even if you like, this is not a Jungo thing where you got to hire like a mechanical engineer to work for your company. <laughs> this is a 15 minute setup. You just say create the button. It assigns it out so easy. You write the emails like it is super easy. It's the easiest thing you'll ever do with the most impact, in my opinion. Oh, absolutely. Yes. It's just like an email. And again, this is going too technical, but you also go in there and link it to your email. If you do it standard, it goes out through bomb bomb and gets hidden junk. 
And all you have to do is there's an email button that links it to your email server so it comes out from you. So, guys, this is one of the things. Deep breath. <laughs> Because I get really excited about this stuff too. But we will have Stuart do some follow-up and some of the things that he's adjusted. And we will, right, Stewie? Yes, for sure. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I told you she scares me. And, no, we'll, <laughs> and we'll send it out to you guys because I think this is so money because the whole premise of why you want to use phone burner, dial, 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 ring, 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 leave the same voicemail that you could have left 28 times, do it all over again. The amount of time that you save with phone burner is off the charts, crazy amazing. So that's why what we're doing, Josh, this morning, how to get it all done. It's these little tactics that allow you to call more, do more because you have these efficiencies. I think it was three hours and 18 minutes on Monday to call 100 agents before I left because I committed to do that. And that's that. days. And I, well, two <laughs> days. And I was like, I'm just getting through the list. And let's be honest. Like, I love the voicemail. You don't need to call me back. Because it annoys me when they call me back outside my call box. Yes. Like I, was, I had from 9.30 to 11 to talk to you. I don't need to talk to you at 2. I'll, I'll answer the call, but I'm on to something else. So I'm like, hey, read my email and call me if you need me. Send this to your clients. I know. They call you when you're still on phone number, too. Like, oh. oh, yeah. It's annoying. All right. So we've got... Tuesday updates dialed in. We've got realtors dialed in, right? Yeah. Does anyone have problems with what to say to a realtor or are they gonna are you guys all gonna adopt these four quadrants so that you know? What are we saying? <laughs> Here well right there. Or if you're more of a chicken like me, I have a question of the week. Super chicken, you need. So I have a question of the week and I think about this and I say, what's a challenge in my business or what's something that I want to know from a realtor so that when I call the realtors, I say, hey, I got a quick question for you. Out of curiosity, right now, when clients are coming to you and they say, we don't want to buy till spring, what are you saying to get them motivated to buy now? And then I let them listen. Or, or I listen to what they say, and then we talk about how we can get clients motivated to buy now versus in spring when everybody else is going to be buying. Um, it might also be like, hey, I am really thinking about how to rework my database. Tell me, like, the top one or two things that you are doing for your da database that really pays dividends. So for me, I always have to have some kind of question. One, it gives them honor. Two, they pick up my call because we usually have really good business conversations that are deeper, that are not fluffy. If I hear anyone say, I'm just checking in, you'll never get a call back. You'll never get the call picked up ever again, actually. So you have to have questions or things like that really teed up. And that's kind of what he's talking about with the go-to conversation. And we get in our own okay. head. It doesn't have to. It's stuff that you talk about everyone every day. I can close in 21 days. We're doing no financing contingencies. Uh, jumbo limits now go to 625. Um, I've got a 15% down, no PMI. Like Just the stuff day to day. It just has to be a purpose of the call, right? So that you're calling with value. Cool. Uh, VIP, tonight you have one question, yes. and then we'll move on. Question of the week, but you just calling your top 40 agents or just random people you find um, On Mondays, I don't call my top agents ever. I work on accounts pyramid because my top agents, my um, top 50, all of those agents I'm talking to during the week. So my Mondays are really for my prospects. And my, I can't remember what the third tier of my pyramid is, but those are the people I focus on on Mondays. 
not my top agents because I'm talking to them other times during the week. Maybe on a Tuesday update, maybe on a Friday update. So it just depends, but never my top. Okay. Yeah, and to make sure we have enough time. So we covered top 40, we covered pipeline. So you've got pre, pre-app day on Wednesday. Guys, that's my favorite day. Like I like the other two, but I use my little Excel spreadsheet and I literally start out. Anybody my team couldn't convert, I'm calling and getting them on the phone. Anybody that hasn't sent his docs yet, I'm calling and getting them on the phone. Any refinances, Wednesday's been refinance day for me for a while. I'll let the team try to get them. If they can't on Wednesday, that's when I still go after those. If I'm calling pre-approvals though, because I, I don't call the true pre-approvals as much because our conversion ratio is super high. But my new strategy is I call and try to get the agent a referral. I call and say, hey, I know you've been looking for a while. How has Robbie been doing for you? Oh, he's been amazing. We just can't find a home. Can you do me a favor? Robbie's never going to ask you because he's too humble. Like, can you help me try to get him a referral before you guys close? I just want to make sure we get that guy more business. That's my oh pre-approval Oh, my call. God. It's very rare, like, I let someone talk this much in a class because I like to talk a lot. I mean, <laughs> seriously, the ideas these guy, this guy has is Lightning bolt. The awesome. phone's easier to pick up when we're providing value, right? That's the thing. When you talk about call reluctance, if I'm calling to sell you something or just calling to not even know what I talk about, the phone is heavy. But when I have a good idea, I want to call everybody about it. Like, and I heard, I don't even know who it was on stage when I first started and said, hey, if they developed a pill that would cure cancer, but it was like $180 million, would you still call everyone you know and try to sell it? And everyone's like, yeah, because there's true value in it. So as soon as you can see there's value in what we're doing, you just make more calls and it feels better and you have better conversations. Awesome. On the pre-call calls, I'm still using your four-week setup where you call, email, um, but I'm still having fallout that people aren't finding homes. How are you keeping them from just saying, I'm going to go lease, I'm going to go, I'm just, I'm done, I'm done shopping, I'm tired. What are you using to keep fucking in there? Calling every Wednesday to make sure they don't expire and just disappear. Um, um, in our follow-up plan, once they get through that, usually once every other month, we'll send them, like if I know where they're looking, we will use MBS Highway and we will send them like the um, uh, real estate report card with data about appreciation, what it's expected to do over the next year, and we'll send it to them and we'll ask them, hey, let's set up a 15-minute call for us to review. I know this is getting stale. I know this is getting old, but there are reasons you want to keep going. So I like to use data to kind of keep them excited because it is emotionally challenging. But when they see the data, most of the time, they understand the value. But how is that set up for you so it goes out? Like I have a six-month campaign that just clicks and goes and is relevant sometimes and maybe not as relevant. But how are you? Um, So my LP1 will manage that. And then anyone that's been more than four months, they get that. And then the opportunity to set up a 15-minute call with me to review what we think the market's going to do just to kind of keep them engaged. Okay. So she executes that. I have a, you can schedule 50 minutes. If they choose to do it, great. If they don't, that's okay too. But at least we're giving them the info. And Randall, one of my best automated ones is we put 60-day expiration on all of our pre-approval letters. And I tell them up front, your credit's good for 120 days, but at 60 days, I have to talk to you. And I use the same joke to make sure you haven't quit your job or bought a Lamborghini. They always laugh, but they seem to trigger off of that one pretty good. They call me back, and that's when I sense they're like, I think I'm just going to give up. And then you're kind of calling. I'm calling the agent, right, to say, hey. They're getting super frustrated. Do we need to increase their price point? Like, what can we do to get them to be able to find the house they want? Yeah, so far, only you call the agent, like, well, they haven't asked for anything. Like, they call them or not, so. 
more proactive. You need to keep them engaged. Um, how about VIPs? How many of you guys call VIPs? Okay. VIPs, because you don't know what to say or you don't know who to call. Okay. Number one, start with a VIP list. Number two, here's my best way to work on calling them, and I try to connect with them via phone every other month because they're already getting my e-newsletter once a month. Things that are easy to do. If you can set up Google Alerts and attach their name or their company so that you'll get an alert every time something big is happening at their company or if they've done something notable in the community, seriously, you're yawning. It's the best I can do. Man. Um, So set up Google Alerts. You'll get alerted. Um, Once a month, I usually have something where I say, I just listened to this podcast. It was monumentous for me. I know you'll find value. Hey, I just saw this TED Talk. It is right up the alley of what you're working on. You should listen to it. Let's, you know, chat when you've got a second or give me your feedback. Always something of value before I ask and then I try to meet with them once a quarter. One question. Some of us are dealing with that is using like a referral network. It helps you build VIPs, plus it gives you a reason to call agents and other VIPs. Oh, yeah. Excellent. And I don't know if I told cool. you guys, but I copy stuff all the time, and I'm going to copy this one from Jeremy Forcier. The best thing I heard about VIPs is they shouldn't be in your list if you didn't want to go have a beer with them. True that. Because that's where I failed initially, right? It's Friday. I'm already running out of energy. So if I look at the name and don't want to call, I'm just not going to call. So trying to get that list built with business partners that you actually like and want to connect with. They should be your safe zone. They should be the people when you don't have energy and you are looking to get energy or get inspired or get motivated. Seriously, two yawns. You guys are killing me. Um, Those are the people that you guys want to call on a Friday. Okay? It's only when you're talking. I haven't noticed it. I know. (laughs) Zing. And he's funny. He's smart and funny. Okay. So, database. And we're kind of zipping through these because we got to hit the last part. And I want to give you some table work time, too. We'll get to you. Hold on, big guy. Um, uh, Database. How many of you guys consistently call your database? Okay. So here's a couple of easy things. Number one, annual reviews. So for me, I go four years back. Next year, I'll go five years back. I send them a letter, and I do it all. Like all of the people that closed in January, that's what I'm doing. I don't do by the letters. It's too confusing to me. So all the closings in January, in the month of December, they will get a letter saying it's annual review time. Lisa would love to have 30 minutes to review your current financial situation to make sure that the mortgage is still the best situation for you. Here are the things that she's going to talk about, and we send it out in a letter, snail mail, and we do it via email. And then there is a link where they can schedule 30 minutes with me. Then my LP1 admin, if they haven't scheduled, will call those people, shoot a quick email, and say, hey, Do you guys want to schedule time with her? Most of the time, they will say, what? We're really good. Thank you so much. I love it that she does this. Winner. Then there's the other people that will do the 30 minutes with me. We review their mortgage. I catch up. I do all of those things. Make notes in Jungo. Move on. That's how I do the annual review. That's how I do the database. So, phone burner. We load all of our closed loans. Why you always got to one-up me, dude? I know. I just have to. Listen. Oh, and I forgot about. So talking about the functionality. So when we're calling our clients that closed 30 days ago, 
they're in phone burner for me, pre-recorded message, pre-recorded email, pre-recorded video, and we're leaving them there. So when I go to call my database, the way I'm handling it to make it easy, if it's November 2021, I'm going to November 2020 and it's already loaded in phone burner. I'm loading it in. I'm pre-recording a message. I'm pre-recording an email and a video, and I'm just going through the list. Dang. See, this is why new blood has to come into this. Yeah. And it's just Super. the buttons are built at the bottom. It says LMCC for that one. Last month's closed loans. <laughs> yeah, I should be. Hold on. Yeah. Okay, now I lost my thought because I was like, are you getting paid by phone or interesting? Maybe he could. <laughs> Sorry. Um, one other thing I wanted to say quick about database. Number one, when, how many of you guys do your first payment calls? All the hands go up. Perfect. Here's, you have to set up what you're going to do for your clients at this time. So when I do a first payment call, and I'm going to talk super fast because this is what it sounds like. Um, first of all, how's the house? Are you settled? You're getting all moved in? Excellent. Did you get your first payment information from us? I know it can be super confusing. We send you lots of stuff. Do you know where you're making your first payment? Perfect. Here's what to expect from us next. Number one, you will get a HomeBot Digest from us every single month. It will give you the financial details of your home, how it's appreciating, how, how your neighbor's home is appreciating, and how you're paying down your mortgage. Number two, I will call you on an annual basis to review to make sure that this mortgage is the, still the best financial vehicle for you and there's not something better out there. Number three, we do a couple of client events every single year. We would love to see you. Watch for invites for those. Lastly, could you do me a quick favor? We work really hard on our online reviews. Could you please do a review if I send you a link and make it super easy? Second favor, can you please send us a client or two this next year? We work by 100% referral, and we work our butts off to take care of you so that you feel like it's your obligation, not, a um, not something that's difficult. So, okay? so set it up. Quick, so that they know. Quick thing on that. We do the we need your help, but we've rewritten it so that I can plug the agent's name in the we need your help, and I'm asking for the agent a referral to. I mean, seriously, I'm about to sit down. No, you don't. <laughs> I mean, but honestly, but this is what it's all about, right? Like, I give one idea and then Stuart, but that's what it's all about, right? Yeah. And Thank you. All right. Hey, I had the, the on you know stage you know takeaway today, so I feel like that will last me years. All right. Less than ten minutes per when I'm doing. Yeah, right before, like when my call block hits at 9.30, that's what I do is jump in and just quickly write it, shoot it. If you guys ever get on my videos, they're not fancy, they're not great, the lighting's bad, my head shines a lot, but like they're, they have content and they go. Like I don't overthink it. Okay. Who loans my, who loads my phone burner? My assistant. Guys, let's do uh, two minutes of table work. I want you to write down what you are going to take away from the call thing. I know. Like, I, fine. Everyone's going to have phone burner. Stuart, you should have pre-negotiated this. All right, here's our last section. You guys all got one thing from that section? Phone burner, take out stock. Can we buy stock in phone burner? We should do that. Okay. Um, next one, visiting. 
And we're going to go pretty quick because I think you guys are going to have a lot of Q&A for Stuart. So visiting. Here's my number one client event. Hmm. Okay, let me think about that. Here's my number one realtor event. It is a pool party at my house in the summer. What? I had to think about something. Um, pool party at my house in the summer, and it's called Christmas in July. Because what happens at the end of the year? They are so busy. And what happens also at this um, pool party is they all come, they bring their spouses, they can bring their kids. Um, we do a food truck. We have a couple of signature cocktails, most of which I mix. And it's just a really cool, fun afternoon. They get a really nice gratitude card from me, handwritten. It takes me a long time to write these, plus I have a little arthritis, so it takes me a little longer. And they get a really nice gift. And I do it in July because, one... They're not quite as busy as the end of the year. But two, guess what else it does? Anyone guess? Anyone, anyone? Yes, you got it. Good job. It resets you, and they're like, God, Lisa's so amazing, and we haven't sent her that much business. Vroom. Right? Mid-year. How many people do you invite, and how many people typically attend? Um, so we invite all of our A, B, and C realtors. And then I usually handpick about 10 or 15 prospects that we're trying to get because I like them to see who else is coming. And usually we'll have about, with spouses, probably about 100, 110. Oh, wow. Including family? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's not really including kids, but usually about 80-ish realtors and then spouses. So the first thing you have to do is put an Olympic-sized pool at your house. Um, no, we have, we have like cornhole, whatever that thing is. We have that. Yeah. I mean, honestly, most of them don't. There's a couple, but the, the pool is like no lifeguard, but go ahead. So that's really fun. Stuart, what's yours? Um, the event stuff, we're getting better and better. I have a marketing person helping right now. We do three events a month. We're doing a car wash Wednesday, which has seemed to be going really well. We find a local car wash company. We have eight spots open. It goes out to our realtors. They stop by, have coffee. We have a little bit of appetizer set up. So that's going really well. We partnered with an attorney to create a school. So we do a CE class once a month in my office around the core stuff for the most part. And then we do a happy hour somewhere near us. So that's the three items for me. I'm sorry. I don't even want to invite everyone anymore. Like I want to have 10 people, five to 10 people at most of my events because I'm not really good when it's 30 to 40. I feel like I, I don't know. I just bounce around too much. So I'm working with my marketing girl to get more targeted on smaller groups so I can actually spend more time with the people that are going to it. Perfect. Instead of the big hundred people thing for me, like okay. um, frazzles me. But Really? It does. I don't think you get frazzled often. I do. Um, best past client event for us, we do a local Saints game. We do it every single year. We rent out, like, a bunch of seats. We have a, a gated-off area where they we pick food. They eat the or you know buffet-style food, and then they watch the game. Again, it's past clients. Um, we do a private Facebook group for our past clients. So that's really a lot of times where we're advertising all of those events and kind of cool things about what's going on with our team and things like that. But that's probably our best event. We usually have about, God, almost usually, well, the last year we did it was about 310 people. 
And for us, it's super cool because we get to hang out with them. It's a really leisurely game, and it's ours, and people love it. So that's kind of our best past client event. How many people do you have in your private um, our private Facebook group is our top 50 in our A clients, and I like most people, so it's probably like 500. <laughs> yeah. And this year we made, like, we got more discerning on what is an A client, a B client, a C client, so. Yeah? Two questions on Christmas in July. One is, is your team there? Absolutely. And second question, give me an example of what you get, because obviously 100 and something good. So the question was, was the team there? She said yes, and then he wants to know what the gift is as well. Yeah, yeah typical gifting. So most of these people, we're going to go off and all about e-form, and it's going to be specific to them. Okay? And usually my price point is, you know, $7,500. Um, if I don't know, then we also will do kind of generic so, like, most of the time we'll do beach towels. Sometimes we've done, you know, fun, like, Uggs because of the theme. So if I don't know, then you kind of get more of a generic gift. So it's a $10,000 It's in my yard. But, yeah, I mean, for the food truck, for the gifts, it's not 10, maybe 7-ish. Okay. One more. Hold on. One second. Okay. Stuart Best Past Client Event. Uh, what we're doing, uh, back to the smaller piece, so we just started this this year. We're just the happy hour. I'm inviting the people that closed the last 90 days. So instead of trying to have a big event, so it's going to be a 90-day invite for the happy hours. And if they come, we're going to pull them off so they're not getting a lot of invites over and over again and just try to get them there in a smaller group. Cool. Okay. So seeing your past clients, seeing your realtors, Making sure that you are visiting them. It's hard to visit right now because most of them don't come to the offices, right? So dropping off things is a little bit hard. Popping by is a little hard. So the other thing that I would say is for realtors to kind of see them, I try to do the unofficial pop by. So I call a realtor on maybe on a Tuesday or Wednesday. I say, it has been forever. Are you going to be in the office on Thursday or Friday? Yes, I'll be, you know, are you going to be in there around 10 o'clock? Yes, I'll be there. So now I'm going to stop by. I'm going to bring you a cup of coffee, but I'm only going to spend about 15 minutes. I don't want to take a lot of your time. So I'll bring their favorite cup of coffee. But my whole point is that during that pop by, I want to see two more agents in that office. And that's kind of how I've been doing more visiting and things like that, because I can't just walk in and have people be there. I have to at least plan one, so I make sure I see one, but I allow a little bit more time so I can see two others that might be in the office, or I'll drop them something like a little card or something if they're not there. So okay? Another easy way. Full transparency on this. The face-to-faces, for me, are the most difficult part. Like, who else liked the COVID greatness tracker? Like, I can make 100 calls super easy. The face-to-faces stress me out. So Gavin did a good job. I was like, I don't like face-to-faces, and he just kept asking me questions. I went back and looked. Almost every one of my big referral sources, you know why they're my big referral source? Because I popped by their office. I had coffee with them initially. I got in front of them. So, like, we just, if you're like me, it's more difficult to do, but we've got to be in front of these people more. And we can make excuses about COVID and them not being there, but we've got to have a way to get back out in front of the people we're in relationship with and anybody we're trying to convert. And I guarantee if we tracked it, if I can get in front of them, I'm going to convert them 30 to 60 days faster than I am if I'm just doing anything else. Cool. 
Okay, so now we're going to write down one thing that you're going to do differently. I don't know if we gave you a ton of things, but think about as you go across the course of this time, what are you going to do for your past clients and how are you going to see more realtors? That's kind of your homework because I think, what do we got? Five minutes? Oh, well, shoot, we got hours of time. Cool. So write down one thing and then we're going to take some questions because I'm sure you have a thousand of them for Stuart. And also I want to remind you guys on... On, on the back of your little name badges, there is a QR code on there to rate the class. Okay? We want to make sure that we get exempt. Stuart asked if this was, you know, the highest score was a five. I think because he's always trying to one-up. He actually would like a six, seven, eight, nine, or ten. That was funny. My God, you guys, you're so tired. It's hot in here. <laughs> it's hot. I know. I'm sweating. Don't come by me. Absolutely. Um, in all seriousness, hey, everybody give it up for Lisa. No, I mean. <laughs> so I, when you, with my big takeaway, right, there was a bunch of them that I'm going to take notes on. But the e-newsletter is another value-added way to touch them in another manner. And the way you're reutilizing it and have it go into different groups, it just gives us another another way to get in front of them and plant more seeds. So thank you. Stuart will be available all night at the fire pit to answer all of your questions. This was awesome. I mean, honestly, I don't, I'm a tough kudos person, but amazing. Blew my mind. I have plenty of notes. Good job. Thank you. Okay. Questions for the, anyone? Stuart? Eddie. So you're um, before at prequel, 10 gifts? No, we have a 10 step follow-up plan. Some of them are videos. Um, but we've got one that's a coffee card, one that is a, um, a David Bach, like the Latte Factor book, we give that. So there's a few of them. But no, there's only two gifts during that process. The rest is videos or emails. And then one at approval or one in their contract and one at Right on. Yeah? How far back do you go for your past clients? Do you go two, three, five years for your party for Christmas in July? How far back do you go for an event? Do you mind? Realtors? Past clients. How far back? you go so she asked me how far back do i go for our client event so for the saints for the baseball game i only invite our top 50 and our a people because we have limit more limited seating i do another event which is a movie event and that one is everyone i have clients that came they say i haven't worked with you since 2009 forever okay questions Ooh. Uh, the question is how we do the car wash Perfect. Wednesday. So we um, we found a company that's local that does the mobile. They show up. They have all the equipment. And she, she uses, like, I don't know if it's iCalendy or what, but she has an app my marketing girl does that sends out and says, here's the slots we have available. And then we just get it out to everyone. As soon as it fills up, we let everyone know it's canceled. And then we'll usually do it from 11 to 2. And she'll order in some appetizers and, you know, some tea and some water. And then they'll come in. She'll grab me when they get there while they're getting their car washed. I'll walk out and have a 20-minute meeting. It's usually pretty quick because the next person shows up and they're rolling them out. And is at my office once a month. What's the budget? I should look. I have no idea what we're paying for. It, to be honest. Who do you, Stuart, who do you invite to this? Uh, it is um, my top 40 for the most part, and we just moved to a new side of town, so we're trying to get people that are closer over there, too. That's cool. Yeah. 
Okay, more questions? We got like one minute. Guys, make sure you fill out the survey. That's really important. Um, we'll be everyone. here with questions. And you have a 25-minute break after. You've been listening to the CORE's Sales Training Boot Camp. For registration information about our two-day business building summits, call 1-800-660-6670 or find us on the web at www.lacortraining.com.